This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. Let's go to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We're talking with the great Terry Francona. I know everybody poo-poos baseball fights. They're like, hey, you go out there and everybody's just talking yeah. and shoving. But when you get out there, man, those guys are big. They they get after yeah. it. And when they get after it, man, look out. It makes you a little nervous. Robin Ventura still won't talk about Nolan Ryan to, to this day. <laughs> he wants nothing with that conversation. Listen to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hi, right, Jimmy Otto here on the Sports Betters Paradise with my buddy Mitch Moss, the futures guru, man. He is the best at uh, doing a lot of research and giving out uh, different props and different future bets. Mitch, how you been? Uh, not too bad, man. How are you? How's the summer going? Good, man. Good. Fitzpatrick Cash. That's that's a good one. There you go. You know, doing well with uh, the uh, the uh, NCAA baseball tournament, and so that that's going well. So not 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 bad. Uh, get us up to date on some of the futures that you have played played recently. Okay, so I think uh, since the last time you and I chatted, uh, the and now we actually have some more news today on the Deshaun Watson front, where according to his lawyer. He uh, settled with 20, I believe, out of the 24 accusers, or all but four, I believe, is the number. But I still think the NFL is going to come down and give him at least a year. That's my opinion on it. I don't think they're going to give him four games or six games or eight games. So if you go back like like a month, when that, Jimmy, I mean, when that story came out in the New York Times, that they talked to 66 different women, and it wasn't exactly an easy read. Because of uh, yeah, some of the spots were quite vulgar, and you're like, oh my god, man, what's wrong with you? Uh, and then they actually projected the number could be higher than a hundred women. Um, the, the story is it doesn't look good for him at all. And so when that the day that that came out, I bet Browns under nine and a half wins at plus money. And I got, you were able to find a, a posted number on him. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, okay. In fact, uh, a, a few books in Las Vegas had numbers posted. And they kept him up. Okay. Um, so I bet that, and I also bet to miss the playoffs at a plus price, just because I'm just betting the number, right? I mean, that's if it was plus money, I was going to bet as much as I could on it. Um, had it been like two, minus two dollars at the time, I probably would not have. But at plus money, now it's it's since changed. My thought is the guy's going to get a long time. The suspension is going to be very lengthy, right. and in that division in the AFC. I, I, I could lose those bets, but I'll take my chances at plus money for them to miss the playoffs under nine and a half wins. I, I, I'm with you, and I did the same thing uh, based on the information, and I think it's going to be a lengthy suspension as well. And even if he comes in midterm, you know, say in game nine, you know, if that if that's – and I think it'll be more, but I think that's kind of the low spot. Me too. You know, half a season. Um, and they were ranking the Browns – the same power rating at some some books as Baltimore and Cincinnati, and I I just don't see that with this uncertainty. Mayfield he's he's sent home. I mean he's that's a that's a that's damaged uh, a damaged relationship there uh, for obvious reasons. 
uh, Baltimore has got such a strong organization, and their starting quarterback was out for so many games last year, and Cincinnati's going to be better. Joe Burrow had the most yards per attempt, but got sacked more than anybody in the history of the game. And so they totally rebuilt their offensive yep. line. They're going to be better. And and you saw him get better as the season progressed as well. And so I took like a, a top order of finish, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cincinnati or Baltimore, plus 230. I mean, Pittsburgh's way down. I mean, and then this mess at the Cleveland and then I even took a Cincinnati one, Baltimore two, kind of a straight exacta, yeah. a plus 550. So uh, we're on the same page if you can find it because it's been up and down. Right now it's not up at Bet Rivers. But if you can find it, um, kind of getting ahead of the curve. And it's not like some blogger posted the the, the story. The New York Times, yeah, yeah. a little right. bit more reputable. So than... I, I want to dive into the, to the bet that you made then because I, th I love that. Okay. Bet. Explain exactly what you did then. So you found – uh, a way to bet the one-two order of finish in that division to either be uh, Baltimore or Cincinnati in any order. Basically, an exacta box. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay, they could fit. Okay, so in the the so Baltimore Cincinnati was plus two thirty. Cleveland Cincinnati was plus two thirty. Baltimore Cleveland was plus two thirty. The exact same value, and they, <laughs> with all this mess going on with Watson, and so. So it's not a where maybe a lot of shops have taken down the direct, okay, the win total, you know, yes or no to the playoffs. I found an indirect value that had placed exact value on those teams, which I, I don't see how Cleveland is going to be able to, uh, you know, to, to be as good as those teams. Huge. I do, I, so. Great job finding that. Hey, man, I get some. <laughs> I get some. Well, right. We'll see if it catches. But, right. I mean, Pittsburgh is down, man. Trubisky. Come on. Here's the thing. You know? You're like, we're not going to win them all. Um, right. That ticket might lose. But if I could find that out here, I would absolutely bet that. I think that's a great idea to yeah. approach that division this year for sure. Yeah. Um, the U.S. Open just finished. Uh, Willie Z, mm -hmm. another near miss. He did miss the two putts at the end, but my goodness, he played so well. I mean, uh, Fitzpatrick with the course, the course uh, familiarity, 17 of 18 mm -hmm. greens on a PG, on a U.S. Open, a tough, a t the toughest major to 17 of 18 greens. I mean, he was dialed in, uh, but he is right there. I mean, his orders of finish and it is early in his career in majors, only second to Tiger Woods. Uh, at this stage, do you think it's just a matter of time with him in the PGA? I do. No. So I'm not like our buddy Matt Humans. Like, Humans bets him almost every tournament. And he's in the mix, and he has a shot to win every single week with that guy. I was betting Willie Z when he was around 40 in these tournaments, you know. Um, and then when he started to drop to 28 or 30, I'm like, ah, it's a little bit short right now. I want him to win. Although – if he does win, that number's going to you know, go away and probably go bye-bye forever, especially now with more golfers going over to the live. But I And I did not have him at the U.S. Open. Um, but it feels to me like he is going to break through and win one of these tournaments because if he keeps being in the mix on the final day with a chance to win, I'll take my chances with that. Now, it could go sideways here for him as well because I remember a couple of guys uh, – I used to bet Hideki Matsuyama all the time. Majors, some of the non-majors, mm -hmm. expecting him to break through. He finally did at the Masters last year. I was not on him, so that stunk. Uh, 
And finally, I gave up this past weekend. Like, no more Xander Shoffley for me. I've been betting this guy for too many years. And yeah. If he wins at this point, it won't even hurt me. Good for him. I don't care. I'm not going to be part of the pain anymore. But this is the next guy, I think, where you just got to keep betting him almost until he wins. And it, like, he was, I found him on Sunday at 33 to 1 to win the British. I think he's, why can't he be in the mix? I mean, every single major since, you know, we started last year. Uh, and he came over to this to this tour, uh, he has a chance to win on Sundays. And so it says a lot about a guy to do that so young. And, you know, like every swing is the same for him. He's the dead nuts. I mean, he just hits it down the middle every single time. Um, and I think it's going to go one of two ways. Either, yes, he's going to win, or it's going to turn into like a Xander situation where it's just like that. Ah, he had his chances, but he never did it. So I'm going to bet him here. Uh, the final major of the year at the British Open or the Open. Certainly golf is mental and he needs to kind of get a positive reinforcement because, yeah, the, the one thing I and, and, and me and everybody else just don't understand with his game is the the short putt hesitation on the backswing. I mean, you know, the little stutter step. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, he was bombing putt. You know, forget the form and look at how he putted for most of the uh, weekend. It was really, really strong. And unlike the Luke List where he – played so conservative and missed the four-footer and lost in the playoff and missed the same putt with basically the same read uh, on the playoff hole. The three-game playoff, three-hole playoff against uh, against JT, he shot under par, you know, in a PGA. I mean, you know, Thomas just was phenomenal. And here, um, you know, Fitzpatrick was just so good. I mean, you know, you score that nine times out of ten, you score that, uh, make that score for the tournament for the U.S. Open, you're going to mm -hmm. win. You're going to yep, win. You're so spot on. He, he it, is uh, right on. By the way, so, it feels to me like, and you had Fitzy last week, huh? Yeah, among five other golfers, sure. you know. But, yeah. but that's the way that we approach the, the tournaments usually, you know, on a week-in, week-out basis. You're going to grab three or four guys. Um, it feels to me like he's also not done, right? This guy is legitimately one of the best golfers in the world. And if you can find a good number on him to win the – look, it's hard to win a major, let alone two – uh, and I think like the 40 to ones on Matthew um, uh, are now gone. Like you're never going to find numbers like that anymore. Right. And in fact, you might not be able to find mid thirties. It's like 25 now for the open championship, but it feels to me like this guy's got more majors in his bag before, you know, too long. NBA draft, uh, not nearly the, uh, the, the, the volume and the interest of the NFL draft. And are we seeing a really light menu betting option based on most books have gotten gotten it handed to them uh, in the NFL draft over the past couple of years, uh, that they're a little, you know, with less information, with less discussion about the NBA draft. I, I, it just it seems really, really light just a couple of days uh, before the draft with our betting menu. Uh, any opinions on the NBA draft Thursday night? Uh, well, let me give you some perspective out here in Las Vegas. Until Monday morning, the week of the draft, one sports book in all of Vegas was offering draft props. And I say draft props, like I mean plural. I should say they were offering a single draft prop, and that was to go number one overall. That was mm -hmm. it. It was the only only book in town offering one prop. That was it. And then Monday morning, a couple of the other books offered who's going to go first. I reached out to some other books. They're not going to offer anything. Uh, as we, you know, they don't, they flat out admit they don't like offering draft bets because it's all sharp information and uh, they're going to get beat up on it. So they don't want to do it. And with the NBA not being nearly as popular as the NFL, 
some books are just going to say, no, nah, we're not going to post any at all. So I don't like that theory. I don't like that method. I wish they would book it. Um, but I did get involved on some of this uh, steam with Paulo Bancaro, uh, Bancaro to go number one overall on Sunday. And this was wild to watch at Bet Rivers on Sunday night. He was still 18 to, uh, to one to go number one overall. And yeah. so Sharps started to bet Paulo like anywhere that they could find decent numbers. And certainly 18 to one was a very good number on him at that time. I know Bet Rivers moved him to nine to one. I think it was uh, on Sunday night and then three to one or in that neighborhood on Monday morning. And the thought here is that the magic uh, on the week of the draft, like Monday slash Tuesday morning, still had not made their minds up, which is just, well, you don't know yet. Boy, this is that odd to me. It almost reminds me of 2013 when the Cavaliers had no idea what they were going to do with number one until they announced Anthony Bennett from UNLV, which shocked the world. Um, uh-huh. But it feels like Chet's slipping right now from Gonzaga and he could move down to, you know, three or maybe even beyond that. And I don't know if Jabari Smith was like, if for Orlando to come out basically and say, like, we don't know who we have at this point and we've kept it, done a great job keeping it a secret. So why does that have to be Jabari Smith? And we saw the move on him as well. He was as high as minus 260 to go number one overall. Uh, I've seen now as low as minus 105. So a big move here with him. And I was, Fortunate to catch, catch Paulo at uh, some big numbers on Sunday before this this move. And, you know, usually, Jimmy, the, the market gets it right with this stuff. Yes. Go back to the NFL draft, right? When that sharp money started to come in on Walker out of Georgia to go number one at Jacksonville when he was still mm-hmm. plus money. And then, whoop, you wake up on Monday morning and you see, mm-hmm. wait a second here, there's a new favorite. And he turns into just a huge favorite that week. And then that cashed. Like usually, I, I and look, that doesn't mean it's going to be a winner, but usually when word gets out, it starts to leak, spreads around a little bit, they get it right more often th- than wrong. So uh, maybe there is something here to Boncaro going number one overall. The, uh, I, I, Mitch, and it's been very profitable the last two uh, NFL drafts, but I completely flip when public money is driving price and thing. Well, I'm look, it's just. I'm on value, whether it's recency bias, a team plays Sunday night and they win by 40 points. Well, you know, boom, here comes the betting yep. public next weekend. And I'm, I'm on the other side, contrary and fade the public, whatever you want, looking for value. It's completely the opposite. And what, what has been profitable for me is constantly monitoring, monitoring. Okay, here's the push. Here it comes. Let me get on it before early because it's only going to continue to go in that direction. You talked about that Sunday night going into the uh, the NFL draft with the defensive lineman for Georgia as uh, Hutchinson was a big favorite. I still got plus money on Monday morning. And then, boom, you know, at the end, uh, our, our, our common bet, my 18 to 1, your 100 to 1, but on Stingley. And then by what, draft day, it's even money that he's going third, stuff like that. And I won't even lay – you know, 320. I'm never, it's, it's, it's a little bit of dog or pass a lot. I'll take two strong favorites and tie them in. So I'll reduce juice on a, a two team parlay or something like that. Not a parlay, every leg, it reduces or increases the juice, but I completely flipped my approach with this because it's all information based. Um, the last one was, it wasn't a draft, but it was a non competition prop and that is the NBA MVP. When the straw poll came out for ESPN, I got plus 175 on Jokic. 
well, you better get got on yep. it quick. And so, but I mean, I had that straw poll. We had seen what it is, and you get ahead of the game. So this week, the next few games, I would think you would agree, constantly look at those uh, odds and kind of notice a trend. No question. And you're, you're right. I mean, uh, I'm not a big fan of laying humongous numbers at all. Uh, I did last year with Otani to win the American League MVP. I, in fact, I, I had him 30 to 1 plus 750, six to one. And this was probably like in late August, maybe early September when the writing was on the wall, like he was going to win the award. People in major league baseball were saying it's going to take an absolute miracle for him. Uh, I mean, like literally they said he'd have to drop dead not to win the award. And I laid minus $10 with Otani. That's the biggest number I've ever laid in my entire life. But, and I, would I lay minus $10 today on the Yankees to win a game? Absolutely no chance. Uh, would I lay minus $5? No, I would not. Um, but on something like this, where it's all information-based, like I'm not betting the Yankees game right now tonight because of information. I would bet because I have an opinion. And this stuff here is just like, who do you trust? Sources that are going to be uh, on top of this. What are they saying? And if it's like, you know, the writing's on the wall eventually that it could be Boncaro, then, you know, they're going to look like geniuses. And if that number was, you know, 20 to one on Sunday, then seven, eight, nine to one Monday morning, turning into plus 260 within 24 hours, 36 hours, maybe a little bit longer than that, that number might be minus $2. Who knows? And I, It's plus 225 at Bet yeah, yeah, right yeah. now. And so I wanted to be a part of that. You know, I don't want to miss out on that. And so I had to grab some plus money while I could over the weekend. Speaking of awards, NL Rookie of the Year, uh, O'Neal Cruz. Hey, many six, seven shortstops uh, <laughs> uh, uh, common in, uh, in baseball. To give you an idea, Cal Ripken was like, oh, my God, he's so big. Really? Y'all going to put him at short? He looks like a third baseman. He was 6'4". This cat is 6'7", and he can fly. He is fun to watch. Um, four RBIs in his season debut against the Cubbies uh, last night, plus 850 right now at NL Rookie of the Year. Uh, I bet it. I bet it, uh, I think, four or five different books, in fact, the night that he was making his debut this week. And, look, we, we all know the name, or for those of us who, you know, follow this, um, we've heard the name O'Neill Cruz. Uh, I will fully admit that I am not big into the rookie of the year markets like I used to be. I think a big part of that is because I don't collect baseball cards anymore, to be honest. So I don't, I'm not looking for rookie cards to make money on. Um, but I heard the name O'Neill Cruz, you know, before this year and going back to last year. And once he got called up, to play on Monday night. I'm like, okay, I'm going to monitor the number on him to win the rookie of the year. And it stabilized on Monday morning. And then I also made it a point to watch the game against the Cubs on Monday night. And I'm telling you what, Jimmy, uh, this kid to me stood out like a sore thumb. He jumped off the TV. Uh, Like you said, six, seven, he is blazing fast. He threw somebody out at first at the gun at 97 miles an hour. He, three different times in the game, he was running faster than 30 miles an hour. I don't know if any, if, if you watch the game, you don't, there was a sack fly. Ian Hatt made a great throw home. Looked like he was going to get him at home. He was running 31 miles an hour. He hit a, he hit a ball that was traveling 113 miles off his bat. That's the fastest uh, exit velocity out of any pirate the entire year. So you bottle all that up with the hype. And I was getting down on eight, nine, 10, 12 to one on Monday night. And I still think plus eight fifty is a good number on him. I mean, just, I would urge anybody to try to watch the pirates this week at some point, just for this kid, because you don't, like you said, a six, seven shortstop who runs that fast, 
who's got a great yeah. bat. I, you, we don't see this very often. It's no comp. Yeah. There's no comp. And, I mean, it's just and, – and you think sort of the unusual style or the – flamboyant is not a good word because – but just it's, – it's beautiful to watch. I mean, you just think the aesthetics of it or it's kind of – Moves the voters a little bit, too. Strider and Gore are the co-favorites right now. The pitchers for Atlanta and San Diego. Strider's better. He's been outstanding. His ball moves a oh, ton. Man. He's pitching tonight against San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have to see young pitchers. Do they hit a wall? Do they you know, miss some time? Well, we'll see. But uh, this guy is, is, is beautiful. Yeah, he, and here's my advice on that. So I do have a, a little bit of Strider at 11-1. to 1. And by the way, his watch his K props too. And now they're onto this, right? Because he's been so good in the first handful of right. starts that he has made. And in fact, he had 11 Ks last time out. I think his K prop was five and a half or six, something like that. Now tonight I'm looking at like six and a half or so. Uh, so I haven't bet it. But uh, the beauty of this is, you know, we're not making a preseason bet in March where we're going to have our bets tied up at this point for eight or nine months before they announce the award. And we there's uncertainty with Cruz. When's he going to get called up? Are the Pirates going to... Well, now here we are. July's around the corner. So you can eliminate part of March, all of April, all of May, and most of June. So that's like three, three and a half months eliminated from how long you have to have your money tied up for. And if you're just getting into this market right now and have nobody else, plus 850, and it's a pretty good number for a guy that's, I can't, I mean, unless he gets hurt, knock on wood, he doesn't. He's going to play the rest of the year with Pittsburgh. And you're right. I mean, I would have Strider ahead of Gore right now too. Gore was awesome until two starts ago, and he started to, the last two starts now have been a little bit shaky, which one was in Colorado, so I'm not going to go nuts there. He could easily bounce back this week. Um, and Strider, if you know he's got a place in that rotation, I would think for sure for the Braves, is awesome. But uh, I think Cruz is worth worth some money as uh, right now at plus eight fifty. Look, in a month I'll be looking for eight to nine, one eight eight or nine to one shots at Delmar that ha- will be in the hunt. Yeah. So he is going to be in the hunt. Yep. So, you know, and that, that's, a, that's a nice price. Miss, before we let you go, great stuff as usual. NFL win totals still. Um, what are you looking for, last piece? What kind of shapes your opinions? Um, uh, just, just some advice on, on your approach, that, what you're looking at right now. Because with the, the, the betting schedule a little lighter right now, I would think that you shift into a lot of football futures. Yeah, that's certainly going to be coming up here in the next uh, you know few days to a week or so. Uh, I'd still look at the Saints to go over. I bet them uh, around 18 to 1 to win the NFC. Uh, and we talked about them before, too, with the win total. Their, their win total has certainly moved, Jimmy. Uh, yes, it I, has. I, it it has. was seven and a half at some books not that long ago. Um I got eight, got eight. and yep. I'm happy because eight's, eight's gone. gone. Now, eight and a half as well you're looking at. So I like that team this year. I'd be looking at them. Um, so I haven't made too many win total bets yet. That's one of them, mm-hmm. and the Browns are the other. I would look at teams, and I would actually look at yes-no playoff numbers too in the AFC because, you know, we do have an expanded playoffs, and more teams are going to make it um, in the NFL. But we have like 13 teams in the AFC – that are on paper really, really good, and they're going to have like super high expectations. I think that if you shop around and take a look at some of the yes-no odds on Bet Rivers, you can probably find some decent odds on the no, like to miss the playoffs, on good teams and get them at plus money. Just because all 13 teams can't make it, right? So, right. And when I say 13, I'm talking about, you know, the Patriots, the Bills, the Dolphins. Um, in the In the North, you have... 
the Ravens, the Bengals, the Browns. Some people throw out the Steelers as well. In the South, you're going to have the Colts and the Titans and then every single team in the West. So it's essentially 13 out of the 16 teams in the AFC. You got to squeeze. It's like squeezing five pounds of potatoes into a three pound sack. Can't happen. So just, uh, you know, do some research on that. If you have a strong conviction, I'd shop around for the yes, no playoff odds rather than uh, win totals at this point, to be honest. Yeah. And, and how many how many casual people go to Las Vegas and bet their team to make the playoffs? Yep. And you, so you have the I mean, just like betting, there's going to be more over action on win totals, whether it's an individual game, win totals or to make the playoffs. Uh, yeah. And I would only just cross out Jet Steelers, uh, Texans and Jaguars. Everybody else I can make sure. a case for. And, 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 and Pittsburgh made it last year. But that, this is it's a rebuild. I mean, they're going one and four, and then here comes a rookie, and then, hey, we, we're good. I mean, that's I'm all over uh, that. On well, I'll tell you so, what, uh, if, but, yeah. if Tom, Tomlin mm-hmm. can make it work with the combination of Trubisky and Pickett, then, I mean, that's going to be, and I know what people think about him, a lot of Steelers fans don't even like the guy's head coach, then that, this is going to be his best all-time coaching job, I would think, with Pittsburgh. What, what is the common stat or the, that they always throw in there? He's never had a and losing I- season? Keep keep throwing it in there. Keep that number yeah. high. <laughs> keep that number yeah. high. Yes, indeed. Mitch, we appreciate it, buddy. Great stuff. Uh, you're the best at this. Uh, again, at Beeson, uh, do a great job as well. And uh, we'll re- we'll visit again soon. Thanks. I appreciate Thanks, it. Good talking to you. All right. The Sports Betters Paradise, part of the Bet Rivers Podcast Network. For Mitch Moss, I'm Jimmy Ott. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.